0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404 872 750 or 1 800 WSB Talk. And now, here's Walter. It's 807 at News Talk
1: WSB, 30 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful. You tell me what you want to be successful at doing, I tell you how to get there. We've got lots and lots of phone calls on the line right now, 404-872-0750 is the number. So let's get started real quickly. Ted is in Atlanta, first in line. Hey, Ted, good morning. Hello. Hey, Ted.
2: I I live in South Georgia, which is uh, down there by Valdosta, and I got some... uh, crape myrtles that I want to transplant.
1: Sure.
3: They're about three, three foot
1: tall
3: and and some of them are a little bigger. But what time of the year do I need to do that?
1: Right now is perfect. Right now is the best time in the world. The leaves are pretty much off of them or they're not doing much photosynthesis right now. And so the roots don't have a lot of need or stress or anything on them. So you just dig up as big a root system as you can, move them over the size that you mentioned, three feet to five feet. That's a great size to move a crape myrtle.
4: Okay. Uh, great plans. What What is the best time to cut them back?
1: Mm, a little colder. I'm going to say January. First of January through the end of end of the month would be about right. Alrighty. All right. All so right. So I'm giving you all sorts of uh, jobs then, Ted. That, that's it. Uh, thank you, sir. And you have a great
4: Christmas.
1: You too, Ted. Thanks for calling. Uh, We've got John in Mira out of Georgia, who joins us. John, 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 good morning. Hi. <laughs> Good morning there, Walter. How are you doing? Brother John, I'm doing great. How can I help? Okay,
3: uh, I've got a couple of little Phalaenopsis uh, orchids here that have bloomed, and the, the bloom stalk has died. And I'm just wondering, what's the procedure for the next round of uh, blooms on them? How long, and uh, what, if anything, do I need to do to the plant to uh, mm-hmm. encourage it?
1: If the bloom stalk is completely brown, then we've got a pair of scissors or choppers and go in there and just cut it out, clip it out down at the base. It's no, no longer any use to you or the orchid, either one. And then we give the orchid the conditions that it was growing in in the jungle. It wants to have good, strong light, not direct sunshine for more than an hour during the day, but good, strong light from you know, underneath the tree outdoors. If you can do that in the summertime outside, they really like to be outdoors in the summertime Inside, right now, for your house, put it in a sunny window that does not have a cold draft coming down. It has a draft that's not good for an orchid because that's not like the jungle that i used to, that, are they? Okay. And so put it away from a, a drafty area, but give it as much sunshine as you can during the winter indoors. Fertilize it about once every four weeks, I'm going to say, with dilute house plant fertilizer, or you can get some of the orchid fertilizer. It'll tell you on the box how to, how to use it. But diluted Miracle Grow or something like that would be fine. Water it once every four weeks with that. Light. Water it occasionally. Don't keep it soggy at all because it doesn't want to be soggy. Drain. You know, they live on the bark of trees. So when it rains in the jungle, then the the bark gets wet and the roots of the orchid get wet. They get the moisture they need, and then it drains off and dries out for the next couple of days. So the next rain comes, and so you sort of mimic those conditions. And then hopefully, after you had it outside next year. Sometime, I would think in September or so, the first little bud will come up, that little stalk will come up out of the middle of it to give you more more flowers.
3: Okay. So shouldn't expect anything until uh, late summer and early fall.
1: Yeah, as far as it has to recover, it has to get ready and get a lot of nutrients inside of the leaves to put that flower bud up.
3: Okay. Now, I've heard people say, or some people say, just uh, drop an ice cube in there once a week, is that?
1: That works fine. Try not to drop okay. it right on the roots. If there's a way to put a little rock or two that you can put the ice cube on top of so the water just drip, drip, drips, drip, drips into the root, that works great.
2: Okay, very good. Sure, appreciate your help.
3: John,
1: it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. Okay, take care. It's 11 minutes past the hour, and Sandy in Atlanta, Georgia joins us. Sandy, good morning.
4: Good morning, sir. Thank you for taking my
1: call. Sure, how can I help?
4: Dogwood euthanasia or triage?
1: <laughs> Tell me what happened.
4: The neighbors, beastly Baskerville hounds, have oh. been excavating underneath my dogwood, which is also underneath a humongous oak. And there's a beautiful old stump there, and it's a chipmunk preserve where my cats hunt. Yeah. And these beasts have been digging <laughs> these huge holes, and they're wolfing down whatever they're finding. There's and no
1: love lost between you and these dogs. I can tell, Sandy, there's a bit of antagonism between you and them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, he doesn't believe the things they do.
1: Yeah.
4: But So they're so the dogwood has, I looked out the window, it's leaning over. Oh, it's man. leaning at a 45-degree angle. Because of their digging,
1: you think they dug and loosened the roots enough for it to lean?
4: They dug holes three feet deep. Oh, man.
1: All right, keep and going.
4: The, and it's an older smaller dogwood it's around about the size of a human head okay but it's leaning 45 degrees but some of my vines have held it the top at the top Hmm. are holding it from going all the way over so i was wondering a euthanasia b triage or c is it possible maybe a baby dogwood sprout might come up out of that if i leave it like it is
1: Great question, but first, first job is get the dogs to quit digging under the tree. How are we going to do that? I have an I have an idea for you if you'd like to hear it. Sure, thank you. There is a, it's a funny little thing called a scarecrow, and it is a motion-activated water sprayer. Is what it is, but it looks vaguely like a bird, so they call it scarecrow. You go online and find it on Amazon and. Some of the hardware stores around Atlanta probably have either the scarecrow or another type of thing called a spray-away, but both of them are motion-activated water sprayer. You put it down next to the base of the tree, and the first animal that comes in front of it, <laughs> puts all sorts of water in their face, and the dogs pretty soon say, man, this, this is not much fun here in Sandy's Dogwood pit <laughs> We're going to go somewhere else and dig the other place. So if you want to get a scarecrow, it would be lots of fun to see those dogs get wet out there.
4: Would that do the same thing to the
1: chipmunks? They're not big enough to might think make the motion activation thing work. It's just bigger oh, animals great. like dogs, deer, humans, Halloween <laughs> trick or treaters, the postman. Anybody? The I didn't neighbors. mean I didn't mean to say that. Don't put it out there for the postman. Uh, but yeah, neighbors, anybody else? If you don't want to be disturbed, just put the scarecrow out by the front door, and nobody's going to come knock on the front door. But with
4: the dog, what about the dog? Look, do you think it would? Would it put out a sprout? Or is it,
1: it might. It's hard hard to know. It depends on the health and the vigor of the dog when now. Um, my feeling is to, if you can straighten it up a little bit or maybe pack dirt back around it where the dogs have dug underneath it, you'll keep it healthy, as healthy as you can. If it dies, well, you've done the best you can.
4: So, so would I, I, I can get some ropes and manhandle it with my friends to pull it back yeah, to it. Is, or should I just leave it it's at a 45 degree angle I don't know are, any, pull it
1: are the roots exposed or any of the roots been pulled up by the lean of the tree?
4: Two roots are and they look broken off yeah. they look so cleanly broken off it's almost like they're cut
1: you know, I'm still thinking we probably ought to bring it up right. And get those roots back into the ground, let them re-sprout underneath the earth. So, yeah, grab your friends, get the scarecrow turned off before they come, and <laughs> you go out there and straighten the tree up. You'll need a stake or guy wire or something like that. It's wide belting to go around the trunk of the tree so the wire doesn't cut into the bark. But yeah, I think straightening a... it up is probably the best thing for you to do, Sandy.
4: Can you use a... Um, I have this green, white, green plastic-covered wire that no. was supposed to be for a clothesline. Is that nope. too, I see...
1: Too, no? It's too too narrow. It'll b- bite into the bark too badly. Go to Goodwill. I mentioned earlier this morning. Go to Goodwill and get one of those old leather belts. They like sell them for a dollar and a half and just buckle it, wrap it loosely around the trunk of the tree and tie the rope or wire or whatever to that to pull the tree up so the bark never really gets uh, bitten into by anything.
4: Oh. Thank you so much.
1: It is my pleasure. Tell me what happens when that scarecrow goes off. I want to hear. We'll see about that, she says we got time to get Lewis in here Lewis is out in Monticello and joins us on Lawn and Garden Hey Lewis, good morning Good morning,
2: Roger Uh, Good morning, Walter
1: What's up, my friend?
2: Uh, The DNR uh, reported a little while back that a combination of Ladino, Durano, Durana, and Patriot flower seeds were good for uh, food plots, animal food plots Sure I want to know when's
1: the best time to plant those. Spring or fall, not usually during the wintertime. Let's see, are you planting there in Monticello or someplace else? Yeah,
2: in Monticello.
1: (laughs) My memory is on all those food, deer, clover things that the fall or the spring is better, but you do well, much better than talking to me, Lewis. Call the local extension office and ask them because they have a little bit more contact with hunters and, How do we do the food plots out in your direction? So if you can, after you hang out with me, the magic number that gets you right into the extension office there in Monticello is uh, 1-800-ASK-UGA and the number 1. 800-ASK-UGA1. Leave them a message, say what you need, and Monday morning they'll call you back. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you a lot. 1-800-ASK-UGA1. It's eight We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning
3: News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend, and the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need.
1: Silent starts and whistling sure do. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today's sunny most of the day, high of fifty five degrees tonight, overnight thirty-seven degrees. Tomorrow late chance of rain getting cloudy in the afternoon, high of six fifty six and low of thirty degrees tomorrow evening. A full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And don't forget, tomorrow, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a huge pull-out section, 36 pages of photographs, analysis, game-by-game summaries of the University of Georgia Bulldogs' full year. That's going to be a great thing. Get it at Kroger, get it at Racetrack, have it home delivered. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Sunday edition. At 825, we got Thomas and Milton who joins us. Hey, Thomas. Good morning.
2: Hey, Walter. Hey, man. Uh- I got a question about a lemon tree. Tell me, tell actually, me. two actually two lemon trees. Okay, recently, about a month ago, we went over to some friend's house, and I've never really been in their backyard. We just go visit and leave. Yeah. But I walked into the backyard, and there's a twenty or twenty-five foot lemon tree with about a hundred and fifty lemons on it. Yeah, and and that just shocked me. You know what? Out of me because I've never seen a lemon tree. My been I was born and
1: raised here. Does it have thorns on it or not?
2: Uh, I didn't pay that, uh, pay that much close attention to it. I just saw the lemons. And um, the reason I'm calling is, well, our daughter, about six years ago, put a lemon seed in the potted plant and it grew a sprout. And then we transferred it and transferred it, brought it in and out, you know, summer, sure. winter inside all the house. Sure. This thing got to be six feet, seven feet tall, and we we're having a hard time finding a place to put it. So one day while my wife's at work, I took it out of the pot and I went and planted it outside. So, uh-huh. well, if theirs will grow. Ours will grow too.
1: And? and boy, we
2: got in the biggest argument. And uh, <laughs> uh, and, and it, I left it in the ground, and she been she put I put some stakes out there, and she put some sheets over it, and she's trying to protect it. But she says it's going to die, and I'm just wondering, what
1: do I do now? If it dies, it's your fault. You know that.
2: Right, but I'm trying to figure out, well, can I grow lemons? Because it's never done anything. It's never had any, uh, no mm-hmm. blooms, no no fruit, no nothing. It's just a tree that we take in and out every year and yeah. doesn't ever produce them.
1: The one that you saw earlier, I will be betting money, is a tri- what's called a trifoliate orange or hardy lemon. The fruit mm-hmm. that's on it is yellow, I admit, but it is the bitterest yellow lemon you've ever put in your mouth. It is not palatable at all. But they grow uh. very nicely, very... Um, cold-hardy, winter-hardy. The thorns on them are remarkable. That's why I asked you about the thorns. The thorns are a couple inches long, and, woo, they look mean. But it is winter-hardy, and it will grow 25, 20 feet tall and have lots of little yellow lemons coming off of it, but not a single person in your household wants to eat one of those lemons. Wow,
2: I didn't know that. Uh, Uh, The one we have has thorns, and uh, it's an edible lemon because my daughter—
1: it, she was a teenager. The
2: She's moved out now, but she uh, ate a lemon and she used to love to eat lemons. But she she stuck a seed in the pot and it grew up, and we've just been taken care of. And it's the prettiest mm-hmm. lemon tree, but it never produces anything. It's just yeah. a plant. The, best you, in can, the
1: best you can do during the wintertime is do protect from freezing. Freezing cold is going to be a problem. If it gets much colder than 28, 27 degrees, boy, it'll lose every leaf on it and it might freeze some of the buds too. You'll have to figure out how to do that, I guess, Thomas, to put a light underneath there, put sheets or plastic or something over the top of it, but that's going to be your burden to bear to figure out how to keep that lemon tree warm in the wintertime. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. Back to more lawn and Garden after news.
0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 AM 7:50 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's
1: 8:36 on a Saturday morning. 31 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful with whatever you want to do in your garden and whatever you want to do to decorate your home for Christmas. And the headquarters, the best place in the world to go for those kind of needs would be the Pike Nursery, and Mickey Gasway is with us this morning to tell us more about what is on sale that's close to Christmas, Mickey. we got to watch Good out.
5: Good morning. How are you?
1: A lot of people like to wait until that very last, last night sometimes to get Christmas trees on December 24th. Probably not a good idea to do that because I think Pike will be closed yeah, we'll close at, at night three so. <laughs> exactly but you do have sales going on this weekend and I'm excited to hear all the things that we, are on sale at Pike
5: we have all kinds of great sales going on this weekend um, the one I'm supposed to tell you about and I'll tell you that one first and then we'll talk about the other ones but um, we have Christmas cactus for 50% off oh,
1: fabulous. and they are beautiful they sure are
5: and we usually we run out of them by now I think we bought them but we've got a lot of them this year, and they are absolutely beautiful.
1: Mine that I left outside this year was like a volcano of color when it Mm -hmm. bloomed around Thanksgiving. It was immense. It was great. It was fabulous.
5: Mine have been pretty, too. They've been really... You know, when I do um, classes on on houseplants, I always say, who's got the oldest houseplant? And it's always either a jade plant or a Christmas cactus.
1: They last a long time. a lot of people
5: have grandma's Christmas cake in fact I've got one that is is a hand-me-down from a long time ago too so.
1: one of mine is my friend's are, meemaw my friend Heidi's meemaw gave me this Christmas cactus eight years ago ten years ago something like that I still got it mm-hmm. so they're going great
5: and they're so easy to propagate you know you can, I several years ago I gave my daughters-in-laws each one you know one that I had started from our own one that's they're just really so they're fun so that's what we've got
1: Christmas cactus, and how much are they on sale?
5: And they are 50% off. 50% off all the oh, beautiful Christmas cactus. They're 30% cactus. off in the stores, but if you ask for the Pike's pick
1: 50. and tell
5: them it's 50% off, then that's um, that's what it is. That's just our little secret. Know.
1: So what else is on yeah. sale?
5: Um, well, the cut trees are 30% off. Okay. Um, the flock trees are 50% off. Okay. Um, the regular thirty four ninety nine or twenty nine ninety seven. Uh, let's see, I wrote this down because I knew you'd ask.
1: What about the um, decor, the garlands? The, 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 the
5: decorations, like all kind of Christmas decorations, yeah. are all fifty percent off.
1: Wow! Come to Pike's to so get a and, sale. And
5: the the, the permanent trees. Um, we're not allowed to call them artificial. They're permanent trees <laughs> are fifty percent
1: off. All right. <laughs> okay. So the deal is, if you want to decorate your house for Christmas, it's just a one-hour visit, maybe an hour and a half at Pike, load them up in the car, take them home. Everything, it sounds like, is, well, not everything, but most things are on sale if they have to do with Christmas, and that's oh, a great yeah. deal. yeah.
5: Beautiful, beautiful things.
1: And you've still got and poinsettias, the, too, right?
5: Oh, yeah. We've got some gorgeous poinsettias, and they're 30% off.
1: Cool. But I think the, I think the secret we have to keep everybody in keep in mind. Christmas cactus. It says in the store thirty percent off. But if you remind the cashier that Walter and Mickey said it was fifty percent off, they'll give you that, that deal. Off. All right, what a deal Let's for that. It. <sighs>
5: Do you do yours bloom? You don't have any problem. Get, how do you get yours to rebloom every year? What do you do?
1: I take them outside. My Christmas—I call them Christmas cactus because we generically lump them all really? together <laughs> as Christmas cactus. But my Thanksgiving cactus was the one that yeah. was like a volcano. It was the one that bloomed at Thanksgiving. I have a Christmas cactus now that is um, got buds on it, and then you see that it's starting to open pink on them, so it'll be here for Christmas, of course. And then I have an Easter cactus. The buds are just a little <laughs> tiny things at the end of the leaves. There, they'll leave open in Easter. So I got one of each.
5: I, get, I do mine. I leave my Christmas cactus out till Halloween. Oh, yeah. I, I keep it out till Halloween, and I put it out after we pay our taxes.
1: I think that <laughs> is a good date to do that. April 15th to yeah. take it outside, Halloween to bring it in. That sounds like a great day Because that outside light is what makes my Christmas cactus happy. It's not in direct mm-hmm. sunshine. It's underneath the, the umbrella of my patio in the backyard. And it just
4: makes it great. Caters. Yeah, they they're like right. Really. That's
1: what they want. Bright light outdoors, yeah. not to be inside all all year long. And they do great right. in those conditions. They Whew. do. All right. So Christmas. Christmas at Pike Nursery. If you need to find any location of Pike Nursery nearest you, Mickey Gasly, where would we go to find that out?
5: To pikenursery.com.
1: And what about that football team?
5: Oh, it seems like we're going to go to New Orleans. It
1: sounds like you are. Roll Tide and Go yes. dogs. We're going to have some good football. Roll Tide.
5: It's going to be great. We're going to have lots of great. good
1: games. sure are. See you soon, Mickey. Looking forward.
5: See you soon. All righty.
1: Fran comes to us from Stone Mountain and joins us on Lawn and Guard. Hey, Fran. Good morning. Hi,
5: Hi Walter. Hi. I saw in your paper um, column in the Atlanta Journal on Thursday you suggested using lime in your flower bed. Uh-huh. But you also suggested rotor-tilling it in, but I've got established beds. Is it possible that I could just lay the lime out on the bed and it'll absorb into the soil?
1: You sure can. It's the lady, I think, that was in the paper was, doing, was preparing her beds for her cut flower business, and so she okay. didn't have everything in the bed, so I said, till it in. That's faster. It gets the lime down to where the roots are. Otherwise, if you just put it on top, it can take a month or so, but, you know, what's time? Oh, okay. Who cares? Go ahead, put it on top, oh, okay. and it And then soak what
5: in. would be the better lime, the pellet lime or the um, powder?
1: You know, if it's the regular powder or the regular pelletized lime, there's no difference in either one of them other than one is pelletized and goes through a spreader a little bit more easily. But there's also a product called Fast-Acting Lime. Pennington has it, and a couple of other people do too, but the Fast-Acting Lime is a very, very finely ground powder. It dissolves faster because it just has more surface area. And uh-huh. so the fast-acting lime actually does more to change the pH in a quick manner than the uh, than the regular garden lime for What five dollars a bag?
5: Yeah, just. Oh, okay. Well, that would be good.
1: How do you know you need lime in the flower bed, friend?
5: I don't. um, I just read it in your column, and I thought, well, I've never put it in.
1: Well, you know,
5: flower bed. You know where I'm
1: going to. Maybe I'm going to tell you. Go get a soil test done. The (laughs) University of Georgia is happy (laughs) to do that for you for a couple of dollars. Pike Nursery usually has the uh, bags there at the nursery, or you can go to georgiasoiltest.com. My website gives you the details on how to get a bag. And have yeah, a soil test, and you'll off. know whether you need the lime or not.
5: Okay. I just thought because I've never put it in my flower beds, it might be good. But it probably I'll do it does. Today. <laughs> it
1: probably does. You never know how much, though, friends. So do the soil test. you got plenty of time.
5: Okay. Sure will. All right. Okay. Thank you.
1: Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. See you. Hunter is up in Lake Hartwell. And Hunter joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Hunter. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, man. I'm uh, fine. First of all, I don't
3: want to spoil Mickey's uh, New Year's Day but, a prediction but the tigers are going to prevail down in new orleans
1: <laughs> we'll see what clemson says about alabama we'll see about that <laughs> right, it's going to be a great right. game either way it's going to be a fabulous football game hunter yes sir see i bought
3: a house up at lake hartwell uh live in tucker now but uh, and there's a privacy fence the person put up before me i say privacy fence but it's made out of red tips yeah oh and, man and they were 25 they're 25 foot tall now i mean they're huge yeah and when we built a, a dish on the house, we had to take two or three of them down to get some motor graders in there. And I, I'm having the hardest time finding red tips. Mm-hmm. I go to Pikes or anywhere, they say those things are hard to find. There was a blight or disease yeah. several yeah. years ago it killed a lot of them, and people don't want to sell them or stock them anymore.
1: That is correct. The yep. reason yours, the big ones that you have now, mm-hmm. the reason they have survived and gotten that big is nobody pruned them. That was the thing that was the death of red tips, was people prune them really severely. to make them nice and red in the spring. They all got right. diseased. They all died, other than the ones that didn't get pruned, like yours, Hunter.
3: Mm-hmm. I even went to Pikes yesterday, the one there at Tucker Hills, and yeah. they said, that, you know, they can't, they don't have them, but they could probably order them for me. Yeah. Do you know anywhere that has them?
1: I do not. Um, I have a list. If you'll email me, I have a list of all the nurseries I can think of in the metro Atlanta and outside of metro Atlanta that you could call and see Randy's Nursery over in um, uh, Lawrenceville and Scottsdale Farms up in uh, uh, Alpharetta north of here. Some places would have them, I'm sure, but if you want me to send you the list, I'd be happy to do it, Hunter. Email me at my website, georgiagardener at yahoo.com.
3: Okay, but they're they're not really red tip. That's just a generic name. What is not there a real name for
1: them? Yeah, the red tip Photini. It's a Photini Fraseri is the real okay, is that what yeah name. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate your information. All right. Again, email me, Gardner at yahoo.com, Hunter, and I'll be happy to send you that list I have all the nurseries around town that I can think of to put in a list. Thanks for calling. It's 845. Whose turn comes next? Let's go to Lewis and Marriott. No, Jack. Excuse me. Jack and Winder, Georgia. That's who it comes. Hey, Jack. Good morning.
6: Hey, good morning, Walter. Good morning.
1: What's going on, Jack?
6: 20-plus uh, years ago, I planted some Leland cypress. I planted one on each side of my driveway. Yeah. Now they're, they're they're doing great. They're fifty to sixty feet tall now, very beautiful Leland cypress trees. But they've created a tunnel in the entrance to my driveway. Yeah. How when I I need to prune some of these back because the wife mm-hmm. is really fussing me out about scratches on the vehicle. Got it. How far can I prune them back? Do I when I cut them back? can I just cut the limbs back a foot or two on each tree? If that will fall? still
1: leave greenery on the limb, Yes, but if you prune back far enough that there's nothing but brown on the limb, it will die. It will not resprout like a Hollywood.
6: Okay, just to leave, leave as long as I leave green on the limbs, I'm good to go.
1: That is correct. You summarize it perfectly.
6: Okay. That's hopefully,
1: awesome. hopefully that'll give you enough room to get in without the wife's car getting scratched. I hope it yeah, will.
6: They're, they're too pretty of a tree. It's either it's either do either prune them back or, or get another driveway cut in. <laughs> All right.
1: I'll let you make that decision, Jack.
6: Yeah. Oh, I will try the pruning, Walter. Thank you very much for your info, and y'all have a very merry Christmas.
1: Yourself the same, Jack. Thanks for calling.
6: Thank you,
3: sir. Bye bye.
1: It's eight forty-seven. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning
3: News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Make no
6: magnolia, blossoms blooming. That's all empty and I don't care.
0: So. Have to come A little to
1: magnolia there. Thank you, Jason. It is 8.54. A quick weather update brought to you at Ackerman Security. Sunny Washington today. Washington. High 55 degrees. Low overnight 37. Tomorrow, late chance of rain on Sunday, and I have been reading my quick summary here. It is 50 degrees overnight on Sunday. Not 30. 50. It's warming up over the next week. 56 is the high tomorrow. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Lewis and Marietta joins us.
0: Hey, Lewis, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Uh, after that snow last weekend, uh, I had a crab apple uh, next to my driveway, and I had yeah. sort of a deep fork, and the one branch came down probably 10 inches in diameter. Ooh. So I got the other branch, but uh, I have ended up with a hole there in the side of the tree where the, the branch came out, yeah. and um, maybe the size of an elongated basketball.
1: Uh, uh, wow, 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 wow.
0: Uh, Is there anything I can do to, to save that crab apple or to... Um and stick in that hole. I started. Or let Mother Nature do the job.
1: I started the show this morning by sort of giving an outline of what to do about broken limbs and broken mm-hmm. trees. So I'll summarize it for you now because people weren't listening back at six o'clock this morning. Basically, the best thing you can do is to clean it up. Make sure it has sharp edges where the uh, there's no splinters, you know, where the limb broke off. The bark is closed, is tightly attached to the trunk of the tree, not any loose threads of bark hanging off. So you get a razor knife or something, just go out and sort of clean things up. And the tree does better at healing its own wounds than you putting any cement or expanding foam or tar or anything like that on the wound. I know it's ugly, it's white, it stares out at you when you pass the tree, but the tree will figure out how to heal itself. And I've seen some real gnarly crab apples in my life that survived any number of injuries just fine without human interference.
0: Is that a general rule about any uh, broken limb is to, to uh, clean it up so that it's not splintered?
1: That is the best advice I can get from any tree expert. Yeah, that's right. Clean it up so it's not splintered and let the tree heal off inside. They make little hard cells, they call them the the skin cells, underneath the wound. You can't see them, but the tree is walled off that wound so that the uh, tree is is protecting itself from any damage that might come through the wound.
0: What's the negative about uh, leaving uh, the splintered uh, break off?
1: It's a place for bugs and uh, disease, fungi and things like that to set up and roost, I guess you call it, there. get started working there. Clean okay. is better.
0: So neat and clean. You got it. Alright, thank
1: you, partner. Stay neat and clean, Lewis. We'll see you soon, my friend. It's 8.57. It's been such a great Saturday morning. You know why? Because I get to spend it with Ashley Frasca, because she is doing such a great job screening calls here, answering questions, doing traffic during the week, and bless her heart, she's got how many days? 10 days? 11 days? 12 days? Channel 2 Action News every morning. Channel 2 Action News every morning, starting at what time? 430. Ooh, Ashley Frasca. Follow her on Twitter at at AshleyFrascaWSB. She's got a lot of good news feeds there. Jason Byers brings us the best music in Garden Radio anywhere in America. That man knows his music and brings every Saturday morning, brings his A game to us. If you didn't get your question answered today, go to WalterReeves.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, follow me on Twitter, buy books for Christmas. Any one of those things will be fine with me. We'll see you next Saturday morning.